Welcome back to Ducks and Pucks. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. And uh, we're going to get you all caught up on that uh, that big sweep, uh, Eddie, uh, of the Jets there that, uh, you know, all, all the experts out there uh, predicted. But uh, we'll get you caught up on that. We're going to talk about some uh, player uh, injury news and uh, players being called up. Um, we'll also give you a preview on that uh, Calgary series. But uh, let's go back to uh, Game 3, Eddie. Uh, you know, the Ducks uh, traveled up to Winnipeg. Uh, they had the big whiteout. The you know the fans were loud, all all dressed in uh, their white uh, jerseys for the Jets. And uh, you know this was a wild, wild game, especially second period. But uh, the Ducks pulled this one out, and you know at, at that point it put uh, the Jets down three nothing. Yeah, and I gotta say that's probably one of the craziest atmospheres I've ever seen. You know, pretty much everybody was wearing white except for you know the odd few Ducks fans you saw in and out of the arena. You know, maybe there's maybe like ten Ducks fans in the arena, which was just crazy to see. And then. You know, I, I was worried going into this game. I thought the the crowd was going to be too much for them. You know, we talked about how, um, you know, the the crowd can play a big part. Even though uh, you know Winnipeg wasn't dominant at home this season, they were still good. But you know, just watching them coming to that arena was was crazy. And then, you know, seeing Lee Stepniak get that first goal and the crowd just erupts, and you know, you, you get that worry in, in the pit of your stomach that you know this could go, it's could get out of hand early if the crowd gets behind it and. You know, obviously, the the it was ended up being a crazy game and a another another heart attack comeback by by the cardiac kids and jeez, just what a, what a hockey game. Yeah, I think uh, you know, like you said, that first period there, the Jets came out really strong, uh, and the Ducks were having to you know ice the puck a lot, try and keep the puck out of the zone. You know, I think the big play really was Cam Fowler's goal there at the end of the first period because. You had that crowd behind the Jets. You had them, you know, carrying the play. And, and to come out of that first period 1-1, Eddie, I think that was a huge victory for the Ducks in this game. Yeah, you, you, you kind of quieted the crowd with that late goal by Cam Fowler. You know, kind of stunned everybody and and just took a, a better atmosphere for yourself and into that second period being tied. And, and you know, you kind of kind of calm the building down if you, if you can do that in Winnipeg um, going into the second period. Yeah, and then, you know, the Ducks carried the momentum in the second period. Uh, you know, Corey Perry scored, and it looked like the Ducks were going to take it to the Jets. And then, of course, you know, the Jets came back with uh, two goals, one by Myers and uh, one by Wheeler. They ended up going up ahead, and then Silverberg scored, and then Little scored on the uh, the bad turnover there by Fowler, you know, at the end of the second. And then after all that, you know, heart attack mania going on in the second period, uh, we found ourselves, uh, you know, looking at the Jets again, uh down by a goal going into the third, Eddie. Yep, and uh, of course, in you know, same fashion as the first two games, Kessler gets a late goal, you know, just to and just to leave it almost as late as possible. Not as late as the Silverberg goal, but you know, just leave it late so you can give everybody a little bit of some panic and and then get Raquel, Raquel with the tip off Boschman's shot. You know, the, there was a a couple of chances we could have ended it before that too in overtime where bunch of flurries in front of the net and then finally uh Raquel getting the tip in off uh, about Boschman's shot and geez I, I, I you know it's it they set an, an NHL record too with being you know first time a team's been down into going to the third and, and and winning those three games and she's just a you know typical Ducks that we've seen all season and, and you know another one goal game win yeah, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, you, if you look at it during the regular season, they had 18, you know, come from behind wins when either trailing at the beginning of the third or at some point in the third period. And, and to get three more in a row, you know, in the playoffs was huge. But I think it was even huge, you know, uh, more of uh, a big deal against uh, the Jets in this home game, you know, with the crowd and the Ducks able to, you know, weather that second period storm. 
Um, you know, probably the only the part that the Ducks uh, really needed to work on in this game, Eddie, was, uh, you know, getting the puck out of the zone, which we talked about before had been some problems. You know, a couple turnovers here and there. And I think the Ducks really could have won this game uh, in regulation, not to take anything away from the Jets. I mean, the Jets played a really tough game. But um, as we'll see as we talk about game four, the Ducks definitely cleaned up those turnovers, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, you saw. And, and, and it's not just the turnovers, it's the costly turnovers in your own den. And, and just the, 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 about three or four of them just getting either leading to a goal or leading to a good chance for the Jets. And, you know, that's something that, that obviously we see in game four that they cleaned up. But, you know, when, when you got a, a good, fast, physical team like the Jets, and, you know, it's something, you know, we're used to seeing the Ducks causing turnovers in their own end. And, you know, the Jets kind of flipped the script in this game. And, you know, we're, we're happy to get away, get away with the win. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, from this, the Ducks carried the momentum over to Game 4 and uh, had the chance to sweep, which obviously, as you all know, is is what happened. But uh, this was a different variety game. Uh, Jets came out scoring first, uh, a little getting the goal in the power play. Uh, you know, they obviously came out with a flurry again. Uh, and then Eden just scoring that absolutely filthy goal. I couldn't even believe the puck went in. Uh, you know, after he made the move and then shot the puck high, I was just amazed at the move that he did there. And, and again, uh, you know, getting that goal back and the Ducks being tied um, at the end of one and then uh, Cogliano getting a nice goal in the second and the Ducks went in the third period and we actually had a lead uh, in this one, Eddie. Yeah, and, you know, coming, coming finally a good second period, you know, uh, a solid game, you know, the Columbia to nine shots and, and grabbing a goal and, and, and escaping with the lead for the first time. And, you know, you're, you're kind of worried here. Is that, are we going to be able to hold the lead too? And, you know, Ryan Kessler comes through. He's been he was been great on the you know on the draws for us all 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 playoffs so far. Coming into this game was great tonight, and and then he potted two goals in the third period to put him away. You know, just a you know a great effort from him, and and you know just a a good game. You know, to save us a heart attack for sure was it's finally a nice little treat. Yeah, and I mean, you know what amazed me about this team too, Eddie, is not only the fact that we swept the Jets. I mean, I know you and I talked about this last week, and we said that the Ducks could win in five. Uh, we said at most six. Um, you can go back and listen. That was our project, uh, you know, prediction. Despite you know the the experts out there telling us that it was going to be the Jets in six or seven. But what amazed me the most about this Ducks team was the ability to go into Winnipeg. With that crazy crowd, and I mean, you know, crazy in a good way. They were just obnoxiously loud supporting their team, which was amazing on their own end. But for the Ducks to go up there and beat them in that building two times, uh, you have to give some serious props to the Ducks team for being able to go up there. Um, you know, in some of the quotes, uh, I, I think the mentality was really big on this, Eddie, was uh, Perry and Kessler. You know, they talk about... Then, you know, some of the chants that were going on, you know, we heard the Katy Perry ones, which, you know, some of the media made is a bigger deal. But, um, you know, and Kessler talking about playing the villain and stuff. And I, I think actually all that chanting and all the stuff actually worked to the Ducks' advantage in these two games, Eddie. Yeah, and, you know, it, what two better guys to have than, than Perry and Kessler? You know, two guys who pretty much played the villain in their whole careers in any arena they go into. And, you know, they, they thrive under it. And, you know, even gets left too. And, you know, there are some players you know who they'll cave under under the pressure and you know the the taunting from the fans. But you know we've got Anderson and Nat who who stays calm and you know, he he doesn't you know, succumb to the taunts. And then Kessler and Perry just feed off of it. And obviously Kessler having a strong game and a great series. Perry having a great series. You know they they just they took the uh, the pressure and they thrived under it. And 
you know, I, I think just looking at this last game too, just what a, what a big game. You know, the the last game too. You know, we you could argue the turnovers. We could have won the game a little bit more, but winning five two and in, in such a you know elimination game, they're fighting. You you win five two in in the opposing building is just a you know, a great result for everybody. Yeah, and you know we talked about that before. The, the the problem with the Ducks before was that killer instinct in winning those elimination games. You know, not not to bring up bad memories, but you know, in in Detroit we had two chances two seasons ago. We couldn't get it done. Uh, we got it done against Dallas, but you know we had to come back and win that in overtime. And then you know obviously our, our rivals, we couldn't get it done. You know, in two games also. So the Ducks were one and four in the last you know five attempts and, and for them to do it in this fashion on the road in in winnipeg just shows me that they're they're ready for the long haul uh which i mean we said they were ready for the long haul already but i mean they're really ready for the long haul and they're really hungry eddie yeah and when you got potential you know what if you know you beat the flames and you got potential even even going to the saddle dome is, is going to be tough too and you know potentially playing the blackhawks and and going to United Center in the Western Conference Finals, and uh, you know, uh, playing uh, any any of the teams, you know, possibly Detroit, Montreal, you know, going to the Bell Center or, or Joe Louis Arena, you know, just showing that they can go to these, you know, tough arenas and, and win games is going to be big. You know, the farther they go in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, uh, if you watched uh, the Calgary Vancouver series, which uh, as we all know now, the Ducks are going to play uh, Calgary in the second round, and, and we've got a big preview for you on that in just a minute. But uh, when you watch those games, you see all the Vancouver fans were going nuts, you know, uh, and then you see all the Calgary fans as well dressed in red going nuts. So um, you know, it's going to be a hostile environment when the Ducks go up there again for games uh, three and four. Um, but I'm really not worried about it, Eddie. I mean, we'll talk about it. You know, Calgary series is not going to be a cakewalk. Of course, uh, I, I'm not going to claim that uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but the calmness that this team has and the will to win, um, and now the will to, you know, to close out a team as well. Um, it really makes the ducks, uh, you know, one of the front runners in the playoffs. And, and, uh, I remember, uh, sending that question to Dan on the radio and they joked about it too, that, uh, most of the other media isn't paying attention, but I'll tell you right now, the other teams in the NHL, they're paying attention to the ducks, Eddie. Yeah. You know, you, you gotta, you know, the, this Calgary team has a lot of confidence and, you know, they've got a lot, a lot of young guys and they've showed some, you know, with a lack of experience, they've shown some great confidence and, you know, some fight and they've shown that all season, obviously being, you know, just, I think they were third in, in comeback wins in, in the third period and, um, in the season, obviously we were first, and you know they just show a lot of fight. They they kind of remind me of of us a little bit. You know, um, they don't have the depth that we do, but they've shown. You know, they can. Some guys can step up. You know, the, the Matt Stage and David Jones, and Michael Phil, and that line for them is has been big for them in the playoffs. And you know, bringing in a rookie like uh, like Sam Bennett, who's had a great you know playoffs for them so far too. And then obviously that Monaghan, Hoodler, Goudreau line has been one of the best lines in hockey uh, throughout the whole season. So, you know, it's going to be a tough series. And we said the same thing about the, the Winnipeg series. You know, they're a fast team. Uh, they can be physical when they want to. Uh, and they'll, they'll hurt you on the power play. But, you know, I, I realistically think, I think the Ducks, the Ducks are just, you know, they're too deep. Um, they've just, they, I think they've got too much experience. They're just, they're just I think it's going to be too much for the Flames. Well, it's going to be a great series no matter what, so. Now, you know, we had a, several fan questions this week about a lot of things, and uh, let's address probably some of those questions now, and then we'll, we can go into the series preview. But one of the questions, um, and it's another one that uh, Dan and Steve also addressed on the, on the radio as well, is, you know, the Ducks win in four games. Now you have this time off. We know that the series is going to start either on Thursday or Friday. 
do you look at this, Eddie, as a bad thing or a good thing? You know, because you can win early and rest players, but then you're also not in, you know, your game phase mode, hyped up, ready to go, you know, every other night. Um, how, what's your take on it? You know, a lot of mixed reactions from fans on this. Yeah, I, I know it's hard. Um, you know, you could take it from two ways. You could say after such a physical series with, you know, such a hard hitting series, it's good to get the rest, and you don't want that that kind of series to go to, you know, five, six, seven games where then you got to play two or three days after that last game and, you know, you're tired and, and guys got small, you know, small injuries that they, they play through and, you know, having this rest is going to be good for that. But, uh, you know, then you take it from the other aspect is Calgary is going to be fresher off the ice. And, um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't really think, I, I think it's a good thing. You know, I, I don't think Anaheim's going to come out slow. I think, you know, they've, they've got practice obviously. And, you know, I think they're going to be ready for the game no matter what. And having that rest after such a physical series with the Jets is, is going to be a big thing for us. So, you know, I, I definitely think it's a good thing having all that rest and, and getting the sweep. I, you know, and I agree with you on that, Eddie. Uh, I mean, you know, some of the uh, practice the news that came out too is that, you know, Wagner's back in skating, uh, Gibson's back in skating as well. Um, you know, for the Ducks to come out of that series, not only, you know, go up there, beat the Jets in those two games, win the series in four, and uh, basically come out with no major injuries. You know, the only one really was Wagner uh, in the series, which, you know, that's a pretty big deal, Eddie, because, you know, this is a long haul. We're talking about, you know, a, a two-month stretch here of uh, playoff hockey, if we can carry it on. Yeah, you know, and, and that's big, too, because you don't know if you go another game, you know, of game five or game six, if, you know, somebody important gets injured, then you have to bring another guy in. And, you know, in a physical series like that, you never know. You could you see a guy go down and, and that changes the outlook for the next series. So I think it was big to to get out of that series early and you know get everybody rested and, and have that time off to to get guys who are out healed and ready to go. Yeah, and that brings us to another point that uh, I, I brought up, and uh, it was kind of funny the reaction I, I got from a lot of people from this. But uh, you can go on the uh, TSN website, uh, and there's also one for the um, the AHL too, where they they talk about the players that are either being called up or recalled. I uh, put out some of the links before, but uh, the uh, the Ducks called up and and recalled a couple players. Uh, during this time and uh, there was a little bit of confusion I know I know some people are like hey the official team didn't say anything and what's going on but I just wanted to take this time to clarify what what happens during this time of year for every playoff team is they call up players uh, from the minor leagues especially when the minor league teams are done for the season and they're not in the playoffs and uh, basically the reason for this is they get together a group of players that are on a practice squad so the Ducks recalled a bunch of players. Um, you know, we mentioned some of the names out there. Niasen, who had played already up there, uh, Manson, uh, Fistrick. Those guys were all recalled. Um, you see Theodore on the list, O'Brien, uh, Montour, Freiburg, you know, a few other uh, players that have been called up that haven't played. But uh, just to clarify, what it is is all these players, they're not necessarily playing with the team, but they're on a practice squad and they're ready to go uh, in case of an injury, Eddie. Yeah, and you know, and I I think you you see this from pretty much every team, and you know, the Jets were doing it too, and yeah, the the list for us is a little bit longer. We had a lot of guys, you know, our season was over in Norfolk, and you know, just it, it, like you said, it's just to have these guys ready. If guys go down with injury, you know, Thompson's out, so you bring Wagner in, or you know, if they both go down, you can bring somebody else in from you know Nason or somebody else from that list, and uh, it's just to be safe, and you know, to if you keep them down there, and then that you wait till an injury comes to call them up, you know, you got to bring them all the way up from. Of Norfolk, it's just easier to have them in Anaheim and, and ready to go, and, and you know traveling with the team if necessary, and and just being game ready if they have to get a game, uh, get into a game. 
Yeah, exactly. And some of you may see the term out there too, which is a, a term that's not familiar to everybody, but it's a term called black aces. And if you see that term out there, there's some people that have been throwing it around on Twitter and Facebook. Um, basically what it is, is it goes back to earlier days. Um, I can put the link up, but I believe it was the 1940s where there was a, a coach that had a team of players that when they got injured, uh, or if they just irritated him, he put them down on a practice squad and he referred to them as the black aces, uh, you know, basically as the guys to bring back up when either, um, they played better or, you know, they weren't injured. Um, you know, kind of like in poker, you have your ace up your sleeve and whatnot. It's kind of the connotation there, but that's what that term is. Uh, and I'll put the link up so you, everybody can go look. There's a little history on it. There's actually, um, some hats and t-shirts they have too, that you can buy, but that's a term that you'll see. Uh, that they refer to uh, when they recall players um, or call players up during the playoffs. Um, and, you know, looking at uh, Calgary, Eddie, that I, I saw on one of their accounts on Twitter, you know, the Ducks have uh, got 10 black aces, basically, and uh, Calgary's got 17. So, um, they, you know, they got some players in reserve. Obviously, you know, a lot of these players may not see any time or whatnot, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're gunning for the long haul, and they've got a lot of reserves too, Eddie. Yeah, they've got a few injuries too to guys like Paul Byron and Smead and uh, Giordano, obviously, and uh, Seti Gucci's not playing, Rafael Diaz. You know, they've got a lot of guys who are just still injured and, and not able to to play in the lineup, so that's something, you know, you got to look at for them too is, is uh, a lot of guys who could be coming back for them. You know, not not big guys. You know, I, I don't see Giordano. You know, he obviously we saw that he was skating um, in practice, but, you know, just because he's skating, it doesn't mean anything. You know, he tore a bicep, so it's all about movement and, and puck handling and everything for him. And, and you know, just they want to make sure he's 100% ready. They don't want to rush him back, and then, you know, he's done for next season. They're going to need him then. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it, with a lot of these guys coming in, I, I think they've pretty much, they like their team, and they like how they're going right now with the, the four lines they have. And, you know, I think the only big thing for them would be getting Giordano back, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's going to be the key uh, for the Flames. You know, and we've gotten more questions too, obviously, this week. A lot of questions, um, you know, last week and this week about the lineups, um, what's going to happen. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not a mind reader, and, and even with the people I talk to, you know, they, they keep the uh, the injuries and the lineups, uh, you know, pretty close and, and, and uh, tight within the team. But, uh, you know, the way it looks to me, Eddie, uh, going against this Jets, or I'm sorry, against now the uh, Flames team, it looks like the Ducks are definitely going to go with more speed, and I would suspect that uh, Wisniewski and Sekatch would definitely get back on the lineup, Eddie. Yeah, and, and, and when you look at who could drop out, you know, uh, Tim Jackman is a guy who might drop out. Uh, you don't need that physical presence, possibly. You know, it, it's not like Calgary's not a big team either. You know, um, they've got uh, Brandon Bowley down there. Uh, Michael Fairland's a pretty physical guy. David Jones can be physical when he wants to, too. Joe Corborn. But, you know, other than that, they've got a lot of skilled guys and Goudreau and Bennett and Hoodler, Backlund. You know, so I and they're one of the faster teams in the league too. So I think you gotta, you know, look at the guys we could bring in and, and guys you could drop out. You know, Bolesky has no points, but I think they like how that Kessler, Silverberg, Bolesky line is played. And you know, you got to think that that Maroon gets left and Perry are gonna play together. And you know, then you look at um, we got Raquel, Palmieri, and Cogliano play together the last game. You know, Palmieri with no points, even though he played a pretty good game four. You know, you could see a guy like Sekads jump in there, or or if you know even Fleischman go back to playing the wing and. And then Jackman could drop out. So I think realistically, you know, if they want to drop Palmieri, I think Jackman's pretty much gone. And you have to see Sackett or Fleischman go in, or, and possibly Palmieri too, if if they decide that. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think the top two lines, the Ducks shouldn't change them at all. I, I think you got to leave Maroon up there with the Twins and, and definitely Silverberg and Kessler together. Uh, you know, even with Bolesky, uh, you know, you go back to that game three against the Jets, and, I mean, that, that hit he put on parity that uh, allowed the Ducks to get that third goal in that game was just amazing. So his physical presence along with Kessler's presence – you know, has definitely been a key on that second line. So I, I don't see them changing that either. And I agree with you. I think Sekats jumps in, you know, on a third or fourth line, depending, you know, if Nate Thompson's ready to go, he, he's he been skating as well. Um, or Wagner, you know, they've all, they've all been skating. Uh, the time ops helped them. Uh, I don't, I don't have an official update on whether or not they're going to be in, but um, I, you know, I would see, you know, hopefully one of those two in, like you said, and uh, Fleshman moving to the side and then, uh, you know, Sekatch popping in there. And then on defense, I think Wisniewski would pop in in this um, this series. You know, it'd be tough to see who would go out. I don't, I don't know. You know, before, it's it's kind of been a rotation between Dupree, Stoner, and Wisniewski. But uh, what do you think on the defense, Eddie? Who do you think would uh, draw in there? It's, you know, it's hard to say. I like how Dupree's played. He's played physical, and he also has two assists for us. And, you know, we've hated on Stoner on a, a pretty, you know, often um, during the regular season, um, you know, for good reason at times. And, you know, he, he actually had a pretty good series. I'm not going to say he had a great series like some people were saying, and I'm not going to say he had a terrible period, uh, series like other people were saying as well. I think he had a, you know, a, a pretty good one. He wasn't, you know, he made some mistakes and that, that could have led to goals, and then, you know, he saved a goal on another occasion, and, and you know, he was pretty physical as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's I think you want to go with the quicker guys, and I think Dupre is probably a little bit quicker than Stoner, and then, you know, obviously, yeah, you want you want to get Wisniewski in there. I don't I don't think they're not going to play him all playoffs. You know, and I, you know, we we see Bruce switch up the lineups a lot. I think this is one you know one of the first occasions and that we've seen him pretty much keep the same lineup. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him keep the same lineup going into Calgary, but I would expect that they'd want to get a little bit more speed and and probably pop Wisniewski in on the blue line uh, in favor of Stoner. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think that's what we're going to see. You know, obviously, time will tell. We we've, we've still got so much time. I mean, I know everybody's chomping at the bit because uh, here we are on Sunday, and uh, we haven't had a game since Wednesday, and the Ducks aren't going to play till you know Thursday or Friday. So that's kind of what I've been hearing. Similar things too, um, you know, going around. But uh, you know, obviously, we'll find out more probably come uh, you know Tuesday or Wednesday at practice. We'll we'll know a little bit more information on that, but. Uh, Let's take the time now and, you know, let's just match up these teams. Um, you know, you go back to the regular season. Uh, the Ducks own the season series 3-1-1. Uh, one one. Um, three of the games were decided by one goal, and then you had two wild games that were uh, decided 6-3, uh, uh, one in favor of each team, Eddie. Um, what do you think about this? you think it's going to be a Wild West shootout or or what? I mean, a lot of high scoring in those uh, those matchups that we had with the Flames. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of goalies used to. Uh, Rama was in for one game, which he won. Uh, Hiller was in for three games, and he was one and two. And, and Yoni Orio was in for another game. Uh, well, I believe he came in as a, as a backup, but he was in, and he uh, – he lost that game, and and then uh, the Ducks had Freddie in for three games, where he won two and lost in a, I believe, a shootout, and I think Gibson was in for two games as well. Um, but I, I I could see it being a shootout again. You know, it was high scoring throughout all the season, and these are two of the highest scoring teams as well, especially the Flames during the regular season. Um, and you look in the playoffs so far, the Ducks are averaging four goals per game, and the Flames are averaging three goals per game. So, you know, we saw three, six, three games in the season. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple more in the, in, in the in this series. 
Yeah, I mean, in terms of offense, if you look at it, during the season, the Ducks uh, scored 236 goals and the Flames scored 241. Um, you look in the playoffs, the Ducks have scored 16 and the Flames have scored 18. Uh, you know, of course, you know, the Ducks only played four games, so that's a that's a little bit uh, distorted there. I mean, they, the Flames have had more goals, but we've scored more per game. So I kind of look more towards the edge, uh, you know, with the Ducks uh, on the offense, Eddie, um, not by a long, you know, margin, but I like the way the Ducks are playing. The top two lines have been rolling. You know, we've been getting timely goals from the third and fourth line. Um, and when you look at the Flames lineup, it, I mean, it's it's more, I would say, the first and the third line, Eddie, that uh, we're going to have to worry about with them. Yeah, and you know, you could always, Coburn and Backlund were good in the season, and, and Sam Bennett's been on the left wing of that line, and he's been really good for them as well. And uh, you, he's been he's been good on the power play for them, and you just got to watch out. And you know, obviously, that that first line for them has has been amazing for them, and it's, it's pretty much the reason they they got into the playoffs this year. And you know, in the playoffs, Ferlin, Stajan, and David Jones have stepped up, and, and you know they're they're seeing some some secondary scoring, which is going to be important for them. But I think you know if you get if you got to st- uh, stop that first line, you got to watch out because you know the, the the Canucks try to do that too, and they try to shut down the Monaghan Hoodler line for the first few games, but. You know that third line stepped up, so they've shown they can they can score from other lines in their team, and you know we're gonna have to be ready and and get the matchups right. Yeah, I agree, and I you know and another key, and we talk we always talk about this is the faceoffs. You know the Ducks in the playoffs are fifty three point nine percent, and Calgary's dead even at fifty. Um, you know, and and, and you got to be mindful of that too. That's uh, with Fletchman coming in and playing there. I mean, it's it's really been Kessler, Gesloff, and Raquel. Uh, carrying the load at center, um, you know, uh, Kessler's been a beast at over 63%. Um, uh, Getzloff's been a little bit over 50%, and then you've got Raquel just under 50%. Um, but I think, you know, that's going to be the key for the Ducks, that they're really going to slow them down, not only get the matchups like you said, Eddie, but, uh, I mean, and we talk about all the time, is the face-offs, you know, special teams and five-on-five, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but... Now, that's why I give the Ducks a slight edge. I, I think that they're going to take it in the faceoffs, especially if uh, Wagner or Thompson get back in. Yeah, and you know, you look at uh, the Flames on their faceoff too. Monaghan, forty-three uh, percent, and Stajan was their best guy at sixty-one, and the only other guy uh, over fifty was um, was Josh George with fifty-three, and and their other center, Michael Backlund, is at forty-seven. So, you know, uh, you could uh, realistically you could see Kessler maybe match up against Stajan, the two best faceoff guys, and. And hope I, you know, Kessler gets the advantage on him, and that's going to be big. And then maybe you see the first, the two first lines match up against each other, face-off wise, with uh, Getzlaff against Monahan. And I think, you know, we talked about this before the playoffs, before beginning the season too, and how how Kessler is going to be big for the face-offs, and obviously getting Thompson back is if he gets back in too, is going to be big uh, in that category too. And you know, I think you got to win those key face-offs, and we saw uh, Kessler do that. And then, you know, a lot, on a lot of occasions it led to some goals so, or some good chances. So it's going to be big going into this series as well, just like it was in uh, in the Jets series. Yeah, and, and um, you know, shifting gears uh, over on the defensive side, uh, you know, uh, the Ducks have given up uh, 226 goals in the regular season and uh, the uh, Flames gave up 216. So, again, the numbers are pretty close there. Uh, in the playoffs, the Ducks only gave up nine goals in four games and uh, Calgary's given up 14 goals in six games. So... I kind of lean more towards the Ducks also, again, on this one, Eddie, on the defense. I, I think the Ducks um, are a little bit more solid there. 
Um, and I think that's going to be key for them. And, uh, I mean, granted, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but I think the goalie situation is going to weigh on this too. But uh, I give the edge slightly to the Ducks, Eddie. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the Flames have a pretty good defense. Obviously, with no Giordano, um, you know, the main minute eaters are going to be Weidman and Brody and, and Russell. And, you know, all three of them are offensive defensemen, just like, you know, we have uh, Lindholm and, and Fowler and Vaughn. But I think, you know, um, Brody likes to, uh, you know, pinch in the play a little bit, and you can see that with Russell too. And you know, they're, you know, they're all defensively responsible too. I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, t- try and say that they're not, but I think, you know, if you look at the decor and you compare them, I think the Ducks have a slight advantage there too, especially if Wisniewski jumps in. And then you gotta say, you gotta say that if you're comparing the the six defensemen to theirs, uh, we, we should have an advantage there. Yeah, I agree. I think the the Ducks defense is definitely going to have a little bit of advantage if you draw Wisniewski in and we go more for the speed instead of the the physicalness because that's going to be the key. Um, You know, the the only thing is, is, uh, you know, on the offense for um, Calgary, they do have some speed. So, you know, the Ducks are going to have to adjust their game. It's not going to be a Jets type of team that likes to get the puck in front and grind it out and battle it out. It's it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a lot more, uh, you know, north-south uh, hockey in this series, uh, Eddie. Yeah, I, I, I think so. But, I, you know, you don't want to, you know, back away from what was successful in the first round. I think you still want to play physical. I think you, you want to play that four-check game. And, you know, I just gotta, you got to be careful. You gotta when you when you go in on the four check, you got to make sure that uh, the the transition play isn't going to hurt you, and and they're going to get a you know a goal off the a, a break uh, if you know Vatnin or Lindholm or Dupre pinch in, and you know you that's that's the only thing you got to be careful with. And you know, we didn't see that as much um, from the Jets, and you know they did have some quick players too. But you always got to be careful when you go in for that four check game, and I think they they played it perfectly in in the first uh, series against the Jets, so. You know, just play the same game you got and just be wary of the speed, and I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if you, uh, you know, work the forecheck, um, make sure that there's none of those uh, errant passes, you know, in the middle of the ice for the turnovers. Use the glass, use the boards. Um, I think you're right. I think that's the key is, is for the Ducks to maintain the puck, um, you know, have the better puck possession, which, you know, they improved their numbers uh, in that first round. Um, and, you know, and this is the series that everyone's saying that uh, those stats don't really matter, which is kind of true because these, both these teams don't fit that, uh, you know, puck possession mold uh, like some of the other teams in the league. But the Ducks got better at that in the first round. And I think if they do that in this uh, series, it'll be key because, like you said, uh, the, the Flames can really counterpunch. And I, I don't think the Ducks should get in a, a you know wild wild west shootout with them. I mean they did before, uh, you know and you know it's paid off, but it's also not paid off. I, I think you're right. I think the Ducks got to stay with their game, and um, you know obviously put in a couple more speedy players just to counteract that. But I, I think you're right. The Ducks you got to play their game, Eddie. Yeah, that's for sure. And you know we don't you don't want to get in that either. I, I think. Um... You know, with the shootouts, I think we'll see a couple games. You know, um, I wouldn't be surprised, to, you know, to see another six-three kind of game with the offensive talent in this game. And but I think realistically, you know, you want to limit those types of games and you want to stick to the what's made the Ducks successful and you know the the, the forecheck and and everything is is and the the physicalness of their play and you know just being able to to win those key faceoffs and keep a puck possession in, in the offensive zone is is what's been key to the Ducks and. You know, if uh, if we have to squeak out a couple more uh, one goal wins and last minute wins, you know, I, I don't think my heart can take it. But if they win, uh, I'll be happy either way. Yeah, I agree. That may, that may happen too. There may be a couple one goal games and whatnot. Um, you know, going to uh, the uh, special teams here, 
Um, the way it looks uh, here is, you know, Calgary did uh, decent in the regular season. They were uh, 18.8 on the power play, and uh, they obviously picked it up in the, in the playoffs at 27.8. Uh, the Ducks were 15.7 during the regular season, and they picked it up as well as 27.3. So the power play numbers are very similar. Obviously, Calgary was better over the season. Um, so I kind of give them a slight edge there. Um, if you look at the penalty kill, the Ducks got better at the penalty kill. They uh, were 81% during the season. Now they're 84%. Um, where uh, the Flames have kind of gone down, they're they're at 81%. So it's, it's kind of even numbers. You know, the, the Ducks are a little bit down on the power play, not by much, obviously, and then uh, they're a little bit ahead on the penalty kill. But I kind of give an advantage to the uh, the Flames on the power play, uh, special teams a little bit, Eddie, just because um, you know you look at the way that they played against Vancouver, um, especially you know this last game, they get down three nothing and they just come back and. Uh, I think that's something that the Ducks have to be mindful of. If they um, get on a roll, especially in a special team situation, you know the Ducks they got to play their game. And not only if the Ducks get a lead or get behind, but they they need to do it for sixty minutes because uh, one thing we know about the Flames is they never quit. Yeah, and you got to be mindful too. Is Vancouver came into that series having one of the best penalty penalty kills in in the league going in, and and Calgary pretty much ripped it apart and and just had a great series on the power play and. You know, we're going to probably, you know, I could see us bringing in Wisniewski, which could help, but, we, you know, you got to be careful on that situation. And, you know, the, it's not like the Flames have been great on the penalty kill, but I, I think it's going to come down for us if we're going to be, we have to be good on the penalty kill. We, we can't let them get these power play goals. And, you know, obviously the, you're going to see that Monaghan, Hoodler, Goudreau, uh, Weidman, and, and Russell probably on, on the power play for that, that first pairing. And, you know, they're, they're all, they all can score on that, and, and we're going to have to, you know, be be it's gonna be key to be able to kill off those penalties. You know, uh, and you know, with with Newski jumping in too, I think it's we're gonna have to gel quickly. And you know, even if we don't score on 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 you know every power play, we're gonna have to get a you know a few key goals here and there. And but you know, like you said, I, I think you got to give a slight edge to to Calgary just based on you know their their consistency on the power play in the regular season. Yeah, and I think the key, too, which the Ducks really did well in the first round was their composure, Eddie. You know, we've seen so many times in the last couple of seasons where the Ducks would get frustrated and, and take penalties that were unnecessary. And, uh, and yeah, obviously sometimes the, the refs would, uh, you know, throw an extra, you know, two minutes on for unsportsmanlike or whatnot on the Ducks. But we've seen the Ducks get frustrated and, uh, t- you know, just take penalties that they didn't need to. And, you know, they did not do that um, in the series against the Jets. The Ducks had, uh, you know, really good composure. You know, a few penalties here, obviously. There's always going to be some. But um, I thought the Ducks really uh, clamped down on that aspect of their game in the first round. And I think they're really, really going to need to do that against the Flames in this round, Eddie. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you always got to do You want to take stupid penalties, especially especially against a good power play team. And, you know, they're gonna, you're going to see the scrums after the, the whistle. And you're going to see guys like Joe Corborn and, and Michael Furland and, and Derek Anglin in these scrums trying to drop penalties. And, you know, we'll probably see Kessler and, and, and Perry in there. And you got to be careful in those situations. You don't want to trade off, uh, you know, Perry or Kessler for Michael Fairland or Derek Anglin, uh, you know, an offsetting minors or something like that. You And you don't want to take these dumb penalties. And, you know, we saw Winnipeg take some dumb penalties. And, you know, we talked about that. And we, we were pretty sure that was going to happen based on how they played during the season. And, you know, especially against a team that's good on the power play. You know, and we made them pay. And, you know, you don't want to take these dumb penalties. And then Calgary's going to make us pay. So, yeah, we just definitely got to be careful in, in those scrums after the whistle. Yeah, I agree, and I think that's going to be the key. Like you said, uh, you know, going on the penalty kill, 
Um, the last area really to uh, look at is going to be the goalies. Um, and, you know, we know Anderson's going to be in net. There's no controversy, even though some people had started the playoffs. Uh, the uninformed experts had started saying that in the beginning. But uh, we know it's going to be Anderson. Um, the question is with Calgary, you know, they, they rolled with Hiller um, the whole series. Um, you know, he got pulled two times. Uh, game two, he gave up three goals. And then this last game, he gave up two quick goals early on. Uh, the numbers are very similar. Um, Anderson and Hiller both have a 2.2 goals against in the playoffs. Um, Anderson's save percentage is a 9.24. Hiller is a 9.31. Um, obviously, you know Anderson only played four games, so the numbers are, are going to be a little bit uh, you know different than Hiller playing you know basically I guess five or five in a period you know because he got pulled in the middle of the uh, second and then early in the uh, sixth game. Um, but I think the key in this one is definitely going to be Anderson. He's been on a roll. He's been in the zone. Um, and we talked about Hiller, you know, we, we all know Hiller, you know, some of you love him, some of you don't. Um, but I, I, the key in this one, Eddie, for me is the Ducks scoring early, the Ducks score early. Um, we remember Hiller getting frustrated and getting down and, and that's what the Ducks are going to have to do. They're going to have to get a goal, um, you know, early on and roll. But, but even then, you know, on top of that, like we said, the Ducks are going to have to keep playing because uh, we saw what happened last night. Uh, Vancouver got three early and, you know, they ended up losing, so. Yeah, and you know, I I think you do have to give the slightest to the Ducks, and you know, I, I kind of hate when when I say I've said this, and I hate when you hear it and say, well, the Ducks have experienced shooting on Hiller, so it's gonna be a, you know, it's gonna be easy win for us. But you know, I I think that doesn't really apply. But I think the only reason you know it, it could be a, a good thing for the Ducks here is is Hiller's a, a right, you know, he's a right-handed goalie. He he catches with his right hand, and you know, you don't see that often. And Usually it takes some teams, you know, a period, a game, two games to, to get adjusted to that. You know, they're used to shooting um, block your side on a goalie and, and they're shooting at his glove and, and he's able to, you know, easily snag it on with a right-handed goalie. And, you know, um, I think it the, the advantage there is the Ducks have been used to shooting on Hiller in practice. And, you know, we, we saw a lot of shootout games in, in the season with the 6-3, you know, 3-6-3 three, three games. And, um, I think you know the Ducks just are able to, to you know to pinpoint the areas where to shoot on on, on a right gloved goalie, and I, I think that's going to you know be a slight advantage for us going into this series. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, like you said, most goalies um, don't don't uh, play that way. You know, they usually have the glove on the left side. But I think that there's not going to. I mean, the Ducks are going to adjust their shots accordingly, but I don't think it's going to be that big of an adjustment. Um, you know, having gone against him in practice for, you know, the last several seasons before he uh, left Anaheim, I, I really think the Ducks have an advantage. I don't think it's a slam dunk advantage, as some people are out there saying that, you know, we're just going to blow Hiller up. I, I, I think you can't really say that. you got to look at how he played during the season and the playoffs. And even though he got pulled in those two games, the uh, the other games he played, he only gave up one or two goals. So he played really, really well in the other games. I To me, the key is, is early on. If you can get to him early – that's when he loses his confidence, and you can see when he tilts his head back in frustration and whatnot, and we're all familiar with that. I, I think that's really the key idea is, is just getting some goals within the first five to ten minutes of the first period and uh, just jumping on the uh, Flames' defense early. Yeah, and you still want to get guys in front of him, too. We you know, we said those Pavlik, too, and, and you, you want to get guys like Maroon and Perry and you know, all the guys right in, right in front of the net and getting some screens on him. And, you know, the other thing about Hiller, too, is um, he's a really good blocking goalie. So, you know, he, he when he's uh, he pretty much plays like he has two blockers. You know, he'll he'll make glove saves, but they'll kind of bounce around out of the glove and, you know, drop down right in front of him. He's got to cover it. So you got to be ready for those rebounds. And, you know, don't be afraid to shoot at the glove side. Usually on, the, on other goalies, you want to shoot blocker side on them. But, uh, you know, Hiller's a really good goalie with the blocker. So I think, you know, shoot glove side on him, get those rebounds, and, you know, try and pot a few away. 
So there you have it. You know, we uh, looked at uh, all the aspects of both teams. And uh, what do you think, Eddie? Uh, what's your prediction for this series? How many games? Who's going to win? What do you think? You know, um, I don't know. I, I, I Last time I gave uh, Winnipeg the benefit of the doubt at home with the uh, – with the the five games and uh, obviously we ended up getting the sweep but um you know it, it's tough uh you know the red mile is going to be rocking in calgary and um but you know it's just with this 20 games un, unbeaten at honda center for the ducks against the flames and you know i it's hard i, I i'm not going to say sweep because i don't want to be overconfident so i'm going to say five games and that that's nothing to say anything bad against but against calgary i just think you know the ducks are too deep and you know, I, I just I, I just can't see it going. You know, six games maybe, but you know, I, I'm gonna I'm leaning toward more towards five. Yeah, that's kind of what we did last time, you know. And I'm, I kind of feel the same way. I, I think the Ducks can take them out in five, but uh, you know, it may go six. Um, you know, it really just depends. Uh, like you said, if the Ducks take take care of business those first two games at home, then I, I think they can do it in five. But if not, you know, we may be in for a little bit longer haul. It may go to six, but. Uh, I think the Ducks should be able to pull out the series. Um, there's there's no reason why not. Um, you know, we've got the more experienced team. We've, we've seen them go through, uh, you know, two seasons of, uh, you know, playoff disappointment. And uh, after that first series, you can tell that they're, they don't want to be disappointed. And uh, I think a big sign was um, Kessler's comments after the uh, sweep. You know, he said, uh, yeah, it was great to sweep, but, uh, you know, I didn't come here to win a series. He came here to go all the way. Um, and that's the mindset in the Ducks locker room is, is it is one game at a time, like that cliche that everybody talks about, but, um, I, you know, the Ducks have high hopes. Um, they have this, you know, never say die attitude. And, uh, I think that they should be able to push through, uh, the flames here and, uh, get to the Western conference finals, Eddie. Yeah. And, you know, just a quick thing too. um, Minnesota, just, uh, a little live update here. Minnesota just beat, uh, St. Louis four one and, and took the series. So Minnesota is going to be playing Chicago on that other series. Uh, you know, just looking a little bit ahead here, who would you rather face if we were to get to the Western Conference Final? Would you rather face, you know, a Chicago team, or would you rather face uh, the the Minnesota Wild? Well, you know, honestly, both of those teams are are playing really well. Uh, we talked about Minnesota. We said we didn't want to face them in the first round. That was one of the teams we didn't want to play because they had picked up their play. Um, and then Chicago, you know, before they got Kane back, we were like, oh, okay, you know, no big deal. Now that they have Kane back, Chicago's a big deal. Um, both those teams are going to be tough. I, I, I wouldn't want to play either one. Uh, if I had a choice, um, I would probably go with Minnesota uh, that I would want to play. And, and the only reason there is just because they don't have as much of the playoff experience as the Blackhawks do. Uh, you know, the Blackhawks uh, have really good playoff experience. You know, obviously be, between them and the Kings in the last, you know, four or five years, um, they've done extremely well. And, you know, they had our number during the regular season, Eddie. Um, you know, we, we did not play well against the Blackhawks in the regular season, where Minnesota we did. So I, I'd rather go with Minnesota. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think I just want to go. I, I'd go with Minnesota, too. Um, you know, obviously Crawford's in a funk now, but I don't want to bet on that. And obviously we'll see if that continues into this uh, next series for Chicago and Minnesota. But, you know, Minnesota's got some threats of their own with Parise, Palmerville, Grandland, Vanek. You know, they've got a Nina Ryder. They've got a really good team there, too. And, and Dubnik's played well moving into the playoffs for them as well, but and we'll have to see if he can carry that on. But like you said, uh, I think it comes down to his. Uh, lately, we've played really well against Minnesota. Even in Minnesota, we've played well too, and you know been able to scrape a lot of one-goal games in the last few seasons. So I think you know, if I had to pick, I'd, I'd rather play Minnesota. But you know, we still got to get through this game, this series against uh, Calgary. So we'll have to wait and see. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't want to look ahead, but you know, that's just my thought. If if uh, you know all goes well, which we uh, are hoping, um, you know, some other updates too. Uh, you know, the Ducks had a watch party uh, over at Honda Center. Uh, for game four, when the Ducks uh, clinched against the Jets, uh, went pretty well. There was over uh, 2,000 fans there. You know, uh, Phil Hewitt was there early, pumping up the crowd. Uh, Wild Wing was there. Uh, they gave away an autograph stick. Um, you know, you could bring uh, food and drink there. Obviously, um, anything goes as far as that, except for alcoholic beverages, which they serve there um, at the event. But it was a good event, and um, I was told by the Ducks management that they're, you know, they're going to have another one, obviously, for uh, Game Four against the Flames. So once we know the schedule, look out for that, and uh, I hope everybody goes and gets pumped up. And um, speaking of getting pumped up, you know, a lot of a lot of fans uh, also asking about uh, different uh, merchandise items, and so um, we ended up adding uh, the uh, foul towels, uh, which I'll have in the next couple of days. Um, you can either buy them separately, or uh, you know, you can add it on to whatever shirt that you buy through the website um, dnphockey.com, and uh, no extra shipping on there. You know, they're, they're pretty lightweight, so I can throw them in there on the shirt for everybody. And uh, we've already had people getting some purchases, so that's been going well. And uh, a lot of t-shirt designs that we're working on, trying to get all those cranked out. There's a new Getzloff one up there. Uh, we have a Raquel one coming as well that I think you guys will all uh, enjoy, especially after that uh, that uh, goal that he uh, scored in Game 3. Um, so that'll be a good uh, one to watch for. Uh, and we're also doing car decals. That was another thing that uh, people hit up. I actually placed the order today um, for a bunch of those. Um, same deal with the towels. You can add them in with a shirt and uh, should have those probably in you know the end of this week too, Eddie. So you know we're just trying to do some things to pump up everybody. Um, I think the last big thing is really uh, just us, Eddie, going to the game, um, you know, watching these other fans paint it white and, you know, white out as they called it for them. And, and you know, red and Calgary as uh, we need to get, you know, Honda Center orange, you know, and uh, I'm going to wear my stadium series jersey. Um, and I think uh, everybody else should try to wear as much orange as possible if they can at these games, Eddie. Yeah, I know. I think that's the big thing, too. We've seen it, you know, Nashville's. You know, yellow and uh, like you said, Winnipeg is the whiteout, and uh, Calgary's Red Mile. They're all going to be wearing red, and you know, Washington, everybody's wearing red. And you know, I, I think if we got the slogan painted orange, I, you know, I, I don't want to tell everybody what to wear, but I think you know, it would it, it'd be it'd be cool to see everybody wearing orange. You know, I've been wearing my my Stadium Series jersey here since the the beginning of the playoffs to go with the painted orange thing. So I think, you know. It would be cool to see everybody wearing orange, but you know, it's not gonna be a big deal. But it would be nice to see a kind of whiteout thing with with the painted orange uh, in Honda Center for game one and game one and two. Yeah, exactly. You know, that that's what I'm hoping. That was another idea I pushed out there. I'm hoping that the uh, the third jersey next year has an orange tint to it too, because that'll help out. You know, not as many people obviously bought the stadium jersey, so you're gonna have to either wear one of the orange shirts they have or one of the ones you got from us or. Uh, you know, something else orange, but, uh, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping more fans that uh, will paint it orange and we can kind of get, get that going. Cause it's, you know, I mean, to watch those other fans, it's, it's exciting. You know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta respect that from um, the other fan bases. And, uh, I think we're getting there and I'm hoping we, uh, push through in this next round. And, uh, you know, the, the loudness of the crowd has definitely been there for the Ducks fans. That, that is not a question to me at all. I would just like visually to, to see a sea of orange, you know, and I think that that would help the team, uh, uh, even more, you know what I mean, Eddie? Just pump it up. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that you know that would help him out a bit more, and you know even though you, I'm I'm sure they give out uh, free t-shirts at the game, right? So you know you, even you, I watched a couple of the uh, the national games, and you you see you know 90% of the crowd wearing those free yellow t-shirts. So I think even if you get the free t-shirt in the game, you put it over your jersey, and, and you know just so you have orange in in the, in the crowd, I think it'll be you know it, we, you don't know for sure, but you know it, it could be a big boost for the players too, just looking up and seeing everybody wearing orange. Yeah, definitely, and. Uh... You know, it's going to wrap it up for this week. You know, obviously we'll come back next week, uh, depending on the schedule, we'll either wrap up games one and two or just one, you know, we'll just figure out what's going on. And uh, we're trying to get more and more, uh, you know, ideas out on the, you know, the merchandise and get things going. Um, they've gotten a little bit more help, which has helped us out. So there's more stuff coming uh, every couple of days. Check back on the website. And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate the comments from everybody this week. Um a lot of people, Eddie, were telling us that uh, they were happy about, you know, just us keeping the fan base informed and, uh, you know, trying to basically be, um, I don't know, like the hype man or something. I, I don't know, but, you know, just trying, trying to get it going. You know, a lot of people out there really appreciate it. And, and you know, I, I appreciate it. I know you do. And uh, all the staff here appreciates it, too. We're just trying to, you know, just keep getting the hockey bigger and bigger in and, and Southern California, especially for Ducks fans. And, you know, keep you guys entertained and educated and, uh with our, you know, funny photos and videos we throw out there on Twitter and um, Facebook, and uh, just really appreciate all of the uh, the positive feedback. And uh, you know, we're just going to keep it rolling. Uh, you know, not just this season. Next season we'll be back, obviously, and, and just keep everything going. Thanks for listening.